If you're a parent to a child with special needs and also have a child or other children that do not have any special needs, then you know all too well the enormous amounts of guilt and worry that you will experience for your neurotypical children. And it's not because they'll make you feel bad or guilty. They'll do quite opposite because they'll just be there being their awesome selves, not being selfish, and they'll be self-sufficient. And when you apologize because plans got turned upside down, because their sibling was having a tough day that day, and we may have had to leave something early, they just smile and say, that's okay, which leaves you in awe because they're so remarkable, but also leaves you feeling incredibly guilty and worried about them. So we're talking about all that fun parenting stuff, guilt and worry, on episode 10. Hey, Courageous Mom. I want you to know that you are so brave, raising those children and giving everything you have for everything that they need. I've been there and understand what it's like to feel like you're lost, to feel tired, and so completely overwhelmed. Hi, I'm Tanya and an autism mom. This journey is not an easy one. It's been demanding and confusing, but it's also been massively life-changing in a great way and has brought me more joy and more laughs than I could ever imagine. You shouldn't walk alone, and that's why I felt called to create this community. Here you'll laugh, find joy, hear inspiring stories, along with support and some tough love to begin your journey back to you again. You have permission to take care of yourself, to go after your dreams, and to be happy and fulfilled every day, even on those tough ones. So let's do this journey together, gracefully, boldly, and courageously. Worry and guilt. It's something I believe every parent has felt. And dare I say, it's something that every good parent does. Now, I'm not saying that if you don't worry nonstop about your children, that you're a bad parent. So don't get it twisted, all right? I am simply saying that if you don't worry about your children, then I look at you as a freak of nature that is confident in your decisions as a parent on the daily. And I'm a tad envious of that. Now, what I'm going to say is I'm just trying to alleviate the minds of those parents like myself that have beat themselves up and still continue to about every little thing. And the fact that you're even thinking and wondering if you're doing enough and what your kids are feeling and wondering if they're happy, I think makes you a great parent. So I worry about both of my children, but I worry about different things for the both of them. I've touched upon the worries as an autism parent in relation to my son and his struggles, but today I'm going to be focusing 100% on siblings of individuals with special needs. I worry a lot about my daughter and if she even fathoms how much I love her and how fabulous I think she is and how I really want to be her when I grow up. 
up. I try my hardest to make sure that she knows that and never forgets it, but I still always worry if I'm doing enough. And recently, while trying to clean up my blog, I came across a letter that I had written to my daughter at five years old after a conference, a parent-teacher conference that I had gone to. So I want to share a part of that letter to her. And I actually just recently let her read it because she was only five years old when I wrote it. So here it goes. Yesterday, I had a parent conference with your teacher, and to say I'm feeling an enormous sense of pride feels like the understatement of the year. Sure, she went on about how bright you are and where you scored on your assessments, and I was very proud of that. But the part that made me happier and more proud than I could ever explain to you are all the other things she said about you. She said you were a great and happy kid that made it clear how much you love your family. She said you were kind and had a heart of gold. She told me how you are respectful to everyone and are sensitive to everyone's feelings. She also let me know how you include everyone and treat everyone the same. She said there wasn't a negative thing that she could say about you. I tear up as I write this because over the years, I've wondered countless times if you're okay. As I beat myself up as we colored or played games on an iPad in the waiting room of a speech therapy office for your brother. You never complain. You just smile and remain your happy, smiley self. But I still wonder, is she really happy? When therapists have come to the house and play with your brother, and you've asked me why they always come to play with him and not you, my heart has broken and I wonder again if you'll somehow be scarred from all of this and feel you're not as important. I explained that your brother needs some extra help in things and you seem to be okay and move on but I always think about it. Is she okay? Is she happy? When we attend sensory friendly events for your brother in order to enjoy family time in a less stressful environment I wonder what you think and I feel guilty again. Is she okay? Is she happy? However my meeting yesterday yesterday changed that. I don't think I will ever stop doubting myself as a parent, but I'm convinced that is what a good mom does. But I do know that our special family has taught you lessons that you cannot be taught through a book or in some seminar or class. The best thing is that some of the things you have learned were never taught to you. You just pick them up. You treat your brother exactly as he should be treated, just like everyone else, like the typical kid he is. You include him. You demand he answer you when you ask him a question and you accept and love him exactly as he is, even when he gets on your nerves. And this is carried into school and other relationships with you. My wish for this world is that it would be filled with people like you. Do you know how amazing you are? You are an incredible example of how we should treat each other, not only children, but adults too. Without even thinking about it, you treat everyone with the same respect and celebrate each person's strengths rather than focusing on their weaknesses. I never want you to change that about you. I hope that you surround yourself with people that do the same. The real world is filled with a variety of people and everyone is unique in their own beautiful way. As you've learned in this family, there is no normal. You know I've never been a fan of that word, but it's used often and we can't escape it. Don't ever try to be normal. Please just always be you. Because I think you are a phenomenal human being. Somehow, in this special family of ours, that is not what many people would call normal. 
you are growing into an empathetic person that believes in inclusion because we all have something amazing to offer this world. Last night, when you knew that I would be at school with you today, you told me it's going to be the best day of my life. You took my breath away with that. How seriously blessed I am that me taking the day off and coming into your school gets classified as the best day of your life. So I need you to remember this. The day you were born was the best day of my life. And every day after that, I often think I'm screwing up this mom thing, but you are a fabulous reminder that just maybe I'm not making as many mistakes as I think. Never change, baby girl. And I'm not crying, you are. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So that letter is just a great representation of every single emotion that I feel on the regular with just being an autism mom and parenting a child that has special needs and then a child that doesn't, but obviously still needs plenty of love and attention. And sometimes trying to balance all the care, additional care that my son needs with just being mom and being there for my daughter and present has been a challenge and it's been difficult. And I'm sure that many of you can relate to that. And so what do you do when you're trying to juggle it all? What do you do when your child with special needs is having a really tough time, a complete meltdown and is screaming at the top of their lungs and your other child is scared out of their minds and crying because they just want their sibling to stop? I've been there and I know what it's like to feel completely hopeless in that moment and to wonder what that's going to do to her. I've worried that she would be terrified of her brother or look at him like some sort of monster when he is so completely not. And we are very fortunate that he's gotten better in regards to that. But there definitely was a time that it wasn't easy at home. And that was a constant fear of when it was going to happen again. And just walking on eggshells to make sure that we didn't do anything to cause those type of complete meltdowns. And I've wondered what she's thought when we've had to regularly take two cars to a social event because his threshold and how much he can handle is always a lot shorter. And we've got maybe a half hour of enjoying something sometimes before he's ready to leave. And obviously she's not ready to leave and she shouldn't have to leave. So we take care of that by arriving in two separate cars sometimes. Is it ideal? No. I do wish many times that we could just go together as a family, go and come home all at the same time. But really, in the whole spectrum of things, is it really that big of a deal? And I've worried about her connection with her brother. I've worried that they wouldn't have the typical brother-sister relationship. And it's almost foolish of me to have been worried about that because she actually had said to me not too long ago that she loved how her and her brother never fought like some of her friends that will fight with their brothers. And I laughed at that because I was like, wow, I never even thought about that. They get along really well. And granted, it's because she's just like happy-go-lucky and she has the patience of a saint when he's going on and on about 
his movies and his scripting. Not to say that they don't have some conversation, but he's not asking her about what she wants to talk about. But again, what 12-year-old brother really is. So they definitely have their own special relationship, and he absolutely is the protective brother. I've watched him as we've gone into a Halloween store, and because he's very literal, has seen some scary things in that store, and I've watched him grab her and put her in back of him as to protect her. And I just thought that was the sweetest and cutest thing because he definitely takes that big brother role seriously with her. And when she's at a friend's house, he'll be asking for her. And it's really cute and sweet. And she eats it all up too. So it's adorable to watch her smile and then hug him afterwards. And one thing that I always thought was pretty remarkable was when we were in some bad phases of his meltdowns and if he ever got aggressive with us, he never once went for his sister. Never once. And I was so grateful for that. And I think it's just because of his love for his sister and him being that protective brother. And my son hates crying. If we're in a store and a baby cries, my heart drops and I just start to panic because I never know what's going to come out of his mouth. Usually it's, baby, please shut up. (laughs) But... When his sister cries or is upset, he'll go up to her and say, please stop crying. And will actually ask her what's wrong. And I think because my daughter gets to witness these moments and the small things that are really such big things in our home, that she sees his potential, all that he is able to do and that he feels emotions just like us. And he may be not be as great with communication as other people, but he has such a big heart and it's so awesome to watch it. And I think his sister gets to see that more often than most because he definitely has a soft spot for her. So as parents, how can we love, support, and give our neurotypical children everything that they need and to make sure that they feel fully supported by us. And I believe that one very important thing is that we pray for our children. And I pray that my daughter grows up knowing how loved she is. And I also pray that God helps me to always recognize what she needs. And I pray that she grows up to change the world by being kinder, more accepting, and understanding. And for seeing each person as the amazing and unique being that God created her to be. And we should be praying that they become leaders that help others want to be like them because Lord knows we need more people like them. And we also need to make time just for them. I will plan time out with just my daughter where she and I can just talk about whatever she wants to talk about and where she gets my undivided attention. And it doesn't have to be fancy. Just heading to the park or a walk together is 
great. Your children just want your time and attention. And most importantly, they really just want your love. And celebrate all of their special moments. Yes, we tend to get really excited about the little big things here in this house that may happen with our son, but we also make sure to always celebrate our daughter. And we often make sure that our son will celebrate his sister too. When my daughter would have gymnastics meets and I knew it was something that my son could attend without any big issues. Um, And I always made sure that it was something if he needed to escape for a break that he easily could without being disruptive. So if it was that type of situation, then we would absolutely make sure that he came because we wanted to make sure that he was in the crowd with us and that she saw him there because we believe that it's just as important for her to see him there watching her since she's waited in many a waiting room or watched him at a challenger baseball or basketball game. And I also think that it's important to tell them that they're special, tell them you love them, but also tell them why. When you tell them why and get specific, watch their faces light up. Now, we know anyone can say, I love you. And I'm not saying we're just saying it and don't mean it, but I'm talking about taking the extra time to tell them what you love about them. Be specific and let them know that they can always talk to you. Open the lines of communication and letting them know that you're human too and can feel sad sometimes lets them know that they're not bad for feeling a certain way. Let them know that bottling things up is not healthy. When you admit to feelings or mistakes, it allows them to know that they're not alone in what they're feeling. And to give you an example, say my daughter witnessed someone making fun of her brother. I welcome her to talk to me about that. And she's asked me, have I ever felt bad or sad if I ever knew that someone had made fun of our son? And I had to share those feelings. And I think it's important to say, you know what, I have been really sad, or yes, I've been really mad and your father has tried to hold me back as I wanted to fight the child. Okay, maybe I didn't tell her that part, but I have definitely wanted to fight a child over making fun of my child. So letting them know that what they're feeling is normal and that they can talk to you just allows them to know that they can always come to you. And I'd rather her come to me than bottle it up and start to avoid certain situations because she's just trying to avoid feeling those feelings ever again because I've been there. Listen, I believe that our children that grow up in our special families mature at a rate that other children do not. My daughter is nine and she's going on 19. But I feel that she is so self-aware and aware of what other people are feeling and she's just so in tune with so many things that I feel like some adults aren't even in tune with. But I think it's also made her strong. And yes, of course, I still worry about her and I will always worry about her because parenting is hard and it's filled with nonstop guilt and worry. But rest assured, that your child isn't wishing for another perfect parent. They just want you and want to know that you love them and are there for them. And I think just us doing that alone is enough 
to give our children what they need in our very special families. Parenting our child with special needs gives us a different outlook and insight to the world, and it does exactly the same for the siblings. And I think that they're better people because of it. Now that doesn't mean that the journey isn't hard and that you won't feel guilty along the way or worry nonstop, but it means that they're going to be okay. Just make sure that they know that you love them, that you're there for them, and just be the absolute best parent that you can be, and they're going to be great. And you will watch them do great things because of the big hearts that they have and the fact that they know that everyone on this planet has something amazing to offer because they're unique and special in their own way. So try to remember that next time you're freaking out and I will do the same. So that's it for today. If you have not yet joined the Courageously Mom community over on Facebook, then please come. What are you waiting for? I would love to see you in there and would love to chat some more. And if you want to get on the wait list for my new course that's coming up, the Courageously Mom Toolkit, which is geared for moms that just received an autism diagnosis and kind of need some help and next steps and support with going forward in, in beginning this journey, then hop on my page, tanyaneff.com, so that you are one of the first to hear as soon as it's launched. So thank you so much for being here today and listening. I'm sending so much love to you. And remember, I am always here to remind you that you got this. Hey there, me again. One more thing before you go. Thank you so much for listening to the Courageously Mom podcast. I hope you come back to hear some more. And if you enjoyed this, don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review.